0: This morning to Isaiah, and I want us to look at chapter 7 and verse 14 as we're getting arranged and ready to receive the Word of God. Uh, over and over again in the Bible, the coming of Christ was prophesied and spoken very clearly uh, through prophets of old. You know, we could take time to look at a lot of scriptures today, but the one I want to center in on this morning is Isaiah Chapter 7 and verse 14. It says, Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and His name shall be called Emmanuel. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His name shall be called Emmanuel. And then go over to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah the ninth chapter and the 6th verse. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Now I want to center in on that word wonderful. I looked at that word today. And basically in the Hebrew, the word wonderful could be translated as marvel, something that is extraordinary. And I think that we could define the word wonderful as miracle. So what God was saying through the prophets, there's coming a day that my miracle is coming to this earth. Aren't you glad that even though Adam and Eve transgressed that God had a plan. And God's plan was to send His miracle to this earth for you and for me. And that is awesome, awesome news. And so for years and years and years, this was prophesied. He even spoke through the prophet Isaiah, where he said, you know, surely... He has, and He will bear our sins. He will bear all of our iniquities. And the punishment that was due us, the chastisement of our peace, of our shalom, was upon Him. Oh, thank God. I am glad that Jesus Christ bore all of the stress for you and I. Now, we understand that we have plenty of opportunity for stress But oh, thank God, we can cast our cares over on the Prince of Peace, and we can live a life of carefree. Why? All because God had a plan, and His miracle came to this earth and gave us peace. Now, in the world, we know we're going to have some difficulties. Anybody face any difficulties in 2011? Yes, we're going to face difficulties. But the good news is this. He said, be of good cheer. Just like he said to the shepherds, I bring you great news of joy. Be of good cheer. Why, Jesus? Because I have overcome the world. Amen? Amen. So there were basically three things that I think that we could identify the Master. First of all, his coming to earth was definitely a miracle. Amen? We know that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary. Mary? You know, he showed up, the angel, and said, You're highly favored of God. You know, even there was fog back there. The favor of God. And Mary, you know, she was kind of puzzled at what this salutation meant. And she didn't say, Well, this can't be. She just said, How can these things be? And the angel said, The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you, and He is going to overshadow you. Amen. And so we see one of the first things that when Jesus came to the earth, the Holy Spirit came upon humanity. I like the word overshadow there means. It means to cover with a cloud, kind of like the Shekinah glory or the cloud of transfiguration. And so the Holy Spirit came upon Mary. Jesus was born supernaturally into this earth. And the Bible says that as a boy, he grew in wisdom and in stature, but he also grew in favor with God and with man. And then there came a time where he was baptized. How many remember that glorious day over there in Luke chapter 3? That the heavens were opened. And when Jesus came up out of the water, the Holy Ghost came upon him and empowered him and enabled him to have a miraculous, supernatural ministry while he walked the earth. Amen. Right. So we see the Holy Ghost in the new, bir- in the virgin birth. We see the Holy Ghost coming upon Jesus to enable him to have a miraculous ministry. Amen. And what did he do with that power? Well, the Bible says that he went about preaching, he went about teaching, and he went about healing. But that's not all he did. The miracle worker, how many of you know there were miracles in his hands? He turned the water into... He fed, glory to God, the multitude. He raised the dead. He went about doing... I'm getting excited now. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Why? For God was with him. Amen. Amen. And so his ministry, he came to earth by the power of the Holy Spirit. And another evident earmark of his coming to earth was there was constant angelic visitations. You think about it for a moment. This is a huge ingredient. You know, the angel Gabriel we already talked about showed up and gave the message to, to Mary. And uh, the Bible says that Joseph, when he heard about it, he was minded to put her away privately. Amen? But an angel came to Joseph in a dream. And the Bible says the angel said fear not to take Mary unto thee thy wife for that which is conceived in her is of the holy ghost. So there was a a constant there was just a flurry of angelic visitations. Even when Herod was to put to death all of the young children And that time came to pass and it was over with. And the angel came and told Joseph, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. And then I will bring thee word and Herod will not be able to destroy him. Aren't you glad that angels were on the scene? Angels were on the scene. So when Jesus came the first time, Not only did the Holy Spirit come upon humanity, not only was there awesome angelic activity, but oh, thank God, the glory of God was in manifestation. And I want you to look at this verse in Luke chapter 2 and notice with me in verses 9 through 11 and verse 17. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord, what did it do? The glory of God shines. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Oh, wow. What a blessing. The glory of God showed up on the scene in the announcement of his birth. And the announcement came to a bunch of social outcasts. It came to a bunch of shepherds. It came to shepherds who were overseeing the temple flock, the sacrificial lambs. It is with great significance that that first announcement came to the shepherds. Amen. Amen. And they said, look, guys, it's going to bring great joy into your life. But what I want you to see is this. Number one, the Holy Spirit. Number two, angelic visitations. And number three, the glory of God showed up on the scene. His whole life was a miracle everything that he did was miraculous. It took a miracle to get him to earth. It took, him a, it took a miracle to, to sustain him while he was on the earth. And it took a miracle, glory to God, to raise him from the dead. So he was not only a miracle, but he did miracles. And I believe that before Jesus comes again, we're going to see these same three ingredients in a mighty, powerful way. Amen. You can see it as a pattern through the Bible. The Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost. He came as a rushing, mighty wind. And the same Spirit that empowered Jesus is empowering believers today. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead will empower you. He will sustain you. He will counsel you. He will help you. He will intercede for you. He will strengthen you. He will fill you with all the fullness of God. He will do for you what you cannot do in and of yourself. Oh, the Bible says, but you shall receive power when? After the Holy Ghost is come upon you. I submit to you this morning, it was the same Spirit that anointed Jesus that lives in you and that came into your life at the time of the new birth. The Bible says that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And it goes on to say of His fullness have we all received. When you get born again, and when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you got the power, the third person of the Godhead coming upon your life to enable you to live a supernatural, miraculous life, just like Jesus did. Just like Jesus did. You know why? Because Jesus Christ, he is the same. He is the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same forever. And so thank God for the Holy Ghost coming upon humanity. But I also believe that before Jesus returns, we're going to see a flurry of angelic activity. You know, you can't always see into the realm of the Spirit. Oftentimes, you never can see in the realm of the Spirit. But I believe that if our eyes were open this morning, we could see a church full of angels. And God, the Bible says has given his angels charge over you to do what? To keep you in all your ways. The scripture says in Psalm 34 that the angel of the Lord encamps around about those that fear the Lord. Do you fear the Lord? Therefore, you can expect the angels to attend your way. We live in a very unsafe world in the natural realm, do we not? There's things going on on our left and there's things going on on our right. But thank God, no evil shall befall you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Why? Because he's given his angels charge over you and they will keep you in all your way. Oh, thank God. I believe that from the time we're born that God assigns angels to his sons and his daughters. I know the angels have helped me throughout my life. I can remember on Good Friday, back in 1968, me and my friends went through a building and literally leveled it. And I'm telling you what, it was like we were going through a tunnel of death and we were just waiting to die. But I have to tell you, I never felt a thing. I never sensed any danger or any harm. Why? Because God gave his angels charge over us. Amen. And he will keep us in all of our ways. And so angels are not just for, for protection. But angels are also sent forth from God. Look over at Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. Hebrews the first chapter, the 14th verse. Speaking of angels, are they not all ministering spirits? And what are they sent forth? They are sent forth to minister to who? To those who are heirs of salvation. I got a question for you today, heart of the bay. Are you an heir of salvation? Are you a joint heir with Jesus Christ? Well, God has sent forth his angels to minister on our behalf. Now, I know and I understand that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And I do realize that the best way to be led in this life is to be led by the Spirit. You know, for example, in Romans eight fourteen it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Yeah. The number one way that God will lead us, the number one way that God will guide us is by that inward witness on the inside of us. Amen. But I tell you what, if he needs to get a message over to us, and if he really needs to get it over to us quick... And maybe we're a little dull and not hearing from God exactly that day. I believe with all my heart that God will send his angel. So in the last days, I'm expecting a flurry of angelic, hallelujah, activity. Do you believe it? I believe it. And the third thing and the last thing that we see in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ was the glory of God. The glory of God just shone all over him. You know, on the Mount of Transfiguration, what happened? The Bible says that he began to shine. What was on the inside of the master showed up on the outside. Now, I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 1. And I want us to notice in verse 3 in the Amplified Version. Everyone say, the glory of God. Angelic activity, Angelic activity. And, the and the Holy Ghost coming upon the church, upon the church. so that awesome miracles, so that awesome miracles. Will, happen will happen in this day. Now, I want you to read, with, read this with me. It's quite a lengthy verse, but it's a great one. Ready? Read. He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light beam, the out rain or radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint and the very image of God's nature. Upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. When he had by offering himself accomplished of our cleansing of sins and radiance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now what I want you to see, he was the light being. He was the outreign or the radiance of the divine. That he was the perfect imprint of God's very own nature and the image of God. Amen. The glory of the Lord came upon the Master. The Bible says that you and I, when we were delivered from darkness and brought over into the light unto the kingdom of God's dear Son, the Scripture says that you and I were raised from the dead by the glory of God. Amen. Think about it a moment. He was born in glory. He walked in glory. He was raised in glory. Amen. And now He has brought many sons and many daughters unto glory. Amen. Now what does that mean? That He... He didn't just bring us out of darkness into the kingdom of God and into the family of God so that you and I can log time. He didn't do such a great work in this earth so that you and I could be casual Christians. But he came in glory, lived in glory raised in glory, and then he has passed the glory of God onto his church, onto his sons, and onto his daughters. I submit to you this morning that you are temples of the Holy Ghost, but you are also temples of the glory of God. And I believe that before the master comes, the sons and the daughters of glory are going to walk in the miraculous. I believe it with all of my heart. You know, in July, it'll be our 30th anniversary as pastors here at Heart of the Bay Christian Center. To God be the glory. And you know, we've seen some really awesome things. We've seen some really good things. But I submit to you today, I believe with all my heart that he's saving the best for the last. I don't know how much time we have left here on earth. I don't know whether this is the last generation. For sure, it's my last generation. Hallelujah. And I believe, glory to God, that his power, his glory is going to be manifest throughout the earth. Amen. He's bringing his sons and his daughters under the glory of God. Look at Isaiah chapter 60. And looks at, look at verse 1. Isaiah 60, verse 1. So finally, the church will see the glory of the Lord. The church will see the glory of the Lord shining around us. The house of God will be filled with the glory of God. And you know what? It's not going to be just on one person. It's going to be on the whole church. Look at verse 1. Let's read this together. He said, Arise and shine for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Oh, man. Now, in closing, look at the book of Haggai chapter 2. Haggai chapter 2. And let's look over at the first five, six verses of this, of Haggai, the second chapter, I believe it is. In the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet of Haggai, saying... Let's just track this right out. Verse 2. Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shittiel, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Hosedek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying... Verse 3. Who is left among you that saw the house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Verse 4. Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong. Joshua, the son of Hosodek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people in the Bay Area. Be strong, body of Christ. All ye people of the land, saith the Lord. And work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. I am glad that he is with us. I am glad that he is for us. And I'm glad that he lives on the inside of us. Look at verse 5. According to the word that I have coveted with you, when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Fear not. Next verse. For thus saith the Lord... Yet once is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth, and the sea and the dry land. Verse 6 and verse 7. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. Now notice, and I will fill this house with what? Glory. I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Do you believe it? Yeah. Did you know that you are the house of God? Yeah. That Jesus came to the earth, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, raised from the dead, brought many sons unto glory to fill the temples of God with his glory for this day and for this hour. We have literally come into the kingdom for such a time as this. The church is the hope of the world. Look at verse 8. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. How many of you know it takes a little money to preach the gospel? Verse 9. And the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give shalom, says the Lord of hosts. Look at verse 10. Are you ready to shout? Glory to God. Let's look at verse 9 again. Verse 9 again. Read it with me. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, says the Lord of hosts. So what's going to happen in the future? What does 2012 hold for us? What does 2013 hold for you and your family? Hallelujah. His name shall be called wonderful. The church filled with the glory of God is going to go out and proclaim his name and marvels and signs and wonders, and the goodness of the Lord is going to show up in the land of our lives. I submit to you today because Jesus came to this earth, the future is very bright. Your future is bright. My future is bright. So no more dark days, no more down days, no more sad days, but up and around days, glory days, filled with the spirit days, angelic assistant days, the Holy Spirit coming upon our impossible situations. We might face some impossibilities, but our God specializes in impossibilities. Our God can take any situation around and He can turn it around into a miracle and a testimony for His honor and for His name. Stand up, everybody. Let's give Him glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So finally... The church is going to see the glory. Your house is going to be filled with glory. I had sensed the Holy Spirit saying, now make room for my glory. That means that there's some things that got to go. It's time for you to evict some things out of your life. Open up wide your heart this Christmas day. And the Bible says that the King of glory, what will he do? He will come in. Just hold your hands over your heart like this and say it with me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for the Holy Ghost that came upon Mary and enabled Jesus to be born of a virgin. I thank you that that same Spirit that Jesus was anointed with. with. He lives in me. He teaches me. He He counsels me. He strengthens me. me. And He helps me today. And And Lord, I'm praising You you. that just as around the birth of Christ Christ, there was a flurry of angelic activity We refuse to limit you. And we declare this morning that the angels of the Lord are encamping all about us, protecting us, preserving us, helping us to do the will of God. And now today, I thank you that as the glory shone, On that night, when the shepherds heard the announcement of his coming, that same glory now lives in my house. I evict anything and everything that would be anti-glory in my life. Raise both your hands and say, King of glory, come upon me come into my life in a new and in a fresh way. I pray this day that we would have the richest measure of your divine presence. We open our hearts and we say, fill us, Lord, with all the fullness of love, of light, and of glory. My future is bright bright. because I choose choose to go the way of the Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 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 Happy birthday, birthday, Lord Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big shout. Amen.